Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. Masterpiece. Can everybody hear me? Is everybody good? Ephesians 2, verse 10. This has been the week, the the scripture for all this week during uh, VBS, and and uh, it's kind of our continuing series on masterpiece. We are a working masterpiece. It's a process. You know, scripture says that we are a new creation. When we receive Christ, we are a new creation. But what I want you to understand is even though we're a new creation, that newness is happening from the inside out. See, it's, it's, I'm still the same Richard. I'm still, that's got the same body. Uh, I still um, have the same mind and, 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 and all this. But what's different is what's happening on the inside. And as we were reading these, these scriptures, you know, we are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. For good works. See, this is a thing, church, that we are created for a purpose. See, we're not created just so that we can be created and just not do anything. We're created for a purpose, and that purpose is, is for good works. Not just regular works, but for good works. And when we talk about and when we read uh, the word good works in Scripture... It's works for the kingdom of God. That is good work. And so we are created for good work, which he prepared ahead of time. And it's kind of crazy how to really think that God has created us, has created you, has created me ahead of time to do good works, to do work, to have a purpose. And a lot of times that good works, that purpose, as we talked about in our Sunday school class, is that we have a mission. We're on God's mission. We're on God's mission not to build the biggest church building, Not to have the best food at the potlucks or the best VBS. Our mission is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to all. To all peoples. Right? That is our mission. That is our ultimate mission. Every single one. Now, all of us have different jobs. Different functions within the body. Some he's called pastors, some he's called to be teachers. We all have, but we are working for that same mission, and that is to share the gospel. And so first of all, I want you to understand that you were created. As we have these little ones, they were created. They're God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. 
See, when, when we claim to be the follower of Jesus Christ, we are claiming to try and, and, and we're not shooting for perfection. We're not going to be perfect, right? We are made perfect in His righteousness, in Christ's righteousness. We are clothed in His righteousness. But does our lives match up with His word? Do we look more like Jesus to our family? Do we look more like Jesus to our friends? Do we look more like Jesus at our workplace? See, that's what we want to do. That's what we're working on is that we want to be imitators of Christ. We want to be more like Jesus. But there's a process for that. And before we get started, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and love you, Father, for who you are and what you have done and what you are going to do. Father, I know that you're going to do a mighty work in us here this morning. But Father God, I know that there's people here that are scared. The enemy has set fear in them. They don't know where to take their first step. They might not even know where to start. Father, I pray that we would all have a cleared mind. And Father, we, I pray that we would surrender to the Holy Spirit this morning. We love you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this sermon is a little different. Because I want to show you this video that I think it just describes about being God's masterpiece and how it's a working uh, progress in our lives. And so we saved. I wanted to make sure that I have plenty of time to share this video. Um, and it's of the skit guys. And I love the skit guys. And they're funny, but in this particular video, it's funny, but it's also serious. And all I ask is that you just give me 10 minutes of you just watching this video, and then we're going to continue. Stephen? Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship, his masterpiece. I don't know about you, but when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I don't really see a, a masterpiece, you know? I mean, maybe a Picasso. It's like, <laughs> But I want to be his masterpiece. I want to be everything he created me to be. And so I go to him in prayer and I say, Dear Heavenly Father, do whatever it takes to mold me into the image of your son. Make me your masterpiece. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi. Whoa. Who are you? I'm God. You said the prayer, so here I am. You're not God. No, I am. You said the prayer. That's how it works. Okay, okay. If you're God, then uh, make it snow in here. You know what? I really don't want to make it snow in here because it'd get kind of yucky. Yeah, you're not God. Why do you say that? God wouldn't say yucky. I do. It's a Greek word. Oh. Okay, okay. Um, if you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say? Lamentations is only five chapters. It's a very short book. Oh. Why was it so short? I was tired of lamenting. Oh. Okay, okay. If you're God, who's going to win the World Series this year? I'm really not into playing games. Why are you so much into playing games? You are God. What well, gave it away? You answered my question with a question. 
I did. <sighs> yeah, I do that. Don't I? I did it again. <laughs> Step right up. Here we go. Okay. All right. Hey, what are we doing? I'm going to make you my original masterpiece. This is the process. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Wait, wait. What are these about? These are the tools I'm going to use to make you into my original masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Step right up. Here we go. Okay. Oh, hey, God. Mm -hmm. How do you know what to chisel away and what to leave? I take out everything in your life that doesn't belong there, kind of like dead weight. Ooh, speaking of dead weight, could you chisel right here? It showed up when I was in my 20s and grew around and became back fat. I don't even know why you created that, but I can't get rid of it. I mean, I've tried everything. Like, I tried running, I tried lifting weights. My wife actually talked me into trying Pilates. That was awkward. But I can't get rid of it. So if you would just chisel around here, and then, you know what, if you chisel a line right here and maybe four to five, maybe eight lines right here, that would be awesome. <laughs> You're funny. You made me that way. I also made the platypus. The platypus? All I'm saying is most of my children, when it comes to this process, they just want to talk, but they don't want to do the work. So do you want to talk or can I chisel? Talk, chisel, No, talk, no, chisel. no, 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 no. I choose to chisel. All right. Through my Holy Spirit, I'm going to bring up things in your life that I want you to work on. Like your anger. Mm. I created the emotion, but you use it in the wrong way. Um... Compare yourself to others instead of me. You tell little white lies because you want to people please. You're lazy. But you try to fool everybody by looking really, really busy. You have a problem with lust? Time out. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with lust. You don't have a problem with lust. No, I can do it anytime I want. Hang on a second. I mean, I, I got to admit, I, mean, I feel like you've been doing some great work, and I'm looking pretty good right now. All right, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away, because ultimately, you and other people need to see my son. Okay, don't misunderstand me. It's just, um, when I look more like Jesus, people get uncomfortable around me. I mean, even my church friends, and they're like, oh, you're holier than thou, you know? And, and I, don't, I don't think I'm supposed to make people uncomfortable. So what you're saying is you'd rather play God in certain areas of your life than for me to be God over your whole life. That is not what I said. It's what you meant. Yes, it is. Um... It's hard to talk to you. You know everything that I'm thinking. I'm just saying you've done some great work. Maybe we take a break, a sabbatical from each other, you know. I'll stay right here and then, you That's know. That's just it. You never just stay right there. You're either moving toward me or away from me, but never you just stay. What you're doing is called control. Do you want to control things in your life or can I chisel? Control, chisel, control, no, chisel. No, chisel, chisel. All right. But can we chisel where I want? That's called control. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Now this right here, this secret sin that you keep running to whenever you're hurting, angry, lonely, tired, that you think you're fooling everybody, but it's making you a whitewashed tomb. Are you ready for me to chisel this out of your life? Yeah. See, it's a process. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's your whole life. And you care so deeply about what other people think of you. It's rubbish. It's garbage. The greatest thing you're ever going to hear is at the end of your life when you hear me say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what you keep your eye on. That's the prize, heavenward. Oh, that hurts. Oh, trust me, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I don't think you understand this pain. Pardon me? You're asking me to sacrifice a lot, God. Don't. Talk to me about sacrifice. 
I know all about sacrifice. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin, but I also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And there are things that you've been doing for years, these empty wells that don't have anything to offer. You've been going to them and it's insane. Allow me to chisel them out of your life. Um, allow me to produce character where you keep focusing so much on your image. Okay, but I was thinking. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Okay, but if we went another way. Your ways can... are not oh, my ways. Oh, I can't. You can't what? I, I, I can't be good. That's your excuse. That's your excuse is that you can't be good. It's not an excuse. I can't. Oh, my child. In the beginning said it was good. I made you good. Be good. Yeah, but you and I both... What? Nothing. No, what is it? Nothing, okay? You wouldn't understand. I, God of all the universe, wouldn't understand something one of my children has to say. Try me. It's just, um... I let you down so many times, God. No, my child. You were never holding me up. I hold you up with my victorious, righteous right hand. Never the other way around. In this relationship, I hold you up. Okay. Chisel away. Just just be prepared for what you're going to find in there. Because I know who's inside there. Because I get up every morning... And I look at him in the mirror. And I hate who I see. Because deep inside there, this, this, this little kid who gets up every morning and dresses like an adult. And I go out and I, and I try to do what I'm supposed to do, but I can't, okay? I can't be who everybody else expects me to be. God, I can't even be who I want to be, much less who you created me to be. And so inside is this scared, stupid little kid. But you chisel away, just... Be prepared. You have listened to so many voices for far too long that were not for me. And you have totally bought into the lie, haven't you? You think you're junk, don't you? When you lay your head down at night after you've done the dance to get the hug, you think you're junk. Listen to me. I don't take time to make junk. How can I show you that my love for you stretches as far as the east to the west? That How can I show you that my love for you has no end? I know. Reach in your back pocket. What? Reach in your back pocket. Why? Are you arguing with me? Reach in your back pocket. Oh, God. Yes? I just meant, God, I'll do that right now. You're just saying my name in vain. Come on. It's, it's a name. It's a saying. It's a name above all names. It's more than a saying. It's more than a name. I want to teach you something about my name. Reach in your back pocket. Oh, my gosh. You know what that is? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a note. I, I wrote it when I was in college. How did you get this? Hello? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, read it. I love Angie. Other side. Sorry. Dear God, did I hear you right today? Did I hear you say that you love me? 
even though you and I both know I messed up so many times. Did I hear you say you want to use me? And I feel so useless. If you'll take me and use me, then God, I give you all that I am. Take me. I love you, God. I love you too. And I love you too much just to leave you where you're at. This salvation that you hold, I don't want it to be some sentimental gush or some head knowledge. I want you to work it out in every detail of your life. And when problems come and chaos happens, don't look at it as a a prison, but look at it as a father disciplines his child. A father disciplines the ones he loves. I know, but it's going to be tough. Yes, but you bought into the lie thinking everything was going to be easy when you gave everything over to me. There will be trouble in this world, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I want you to do something. I want you to look out there and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy is God's... No, not the way you see yourself or you try so desperately for others to see you, but maybe for the first time in your life, the way I see you, the way I created you. Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. God doesn't make junk. You are an original masterpiece. Yes. Clap. You know, I know that was a long video, but I didn't want to cut any of that out because it's all good. (laughs) God didn't make junk. And you are not junk. I am not junk. You know, that that letter that he wrote to God there at the end, it's, that's something similar that I had asked God years ago. I'm tired of playing these games. I'm tired of being one way on Sunday mornings and living another way on Monday through Saturday. I'm tired of playing games. And I just wanted God to do the work. And when I finally got serious in my relationship with Christ and started allowing him to chisel things that doesn't belong in my life, things started falling back in place. See, God expects those who follow Jesus to look more and more like him from the inside out. When a person is given new life in Jesus, that person has taken that first step. 
That person has taken that first step towards a lifetime of changes. Which at times it can be painful. At times it's going to require us to be tired. At times it's going to make us cry. At times it's going to make us feel as if we failed. Just like it kind of uses, God uses that chisel and that hammer to chip away and shape our lives so that we can become the people God longs for. And that is to be true, true followers of Jesus Christ. And the reason why I say that is because we live in a world now where everybody's a Christian. Everybody says, I'm a Christian. But are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? And when we decide and we make that decision that I am going to stand for God and and what he's about, and I'm going to live a life according to his will and according to his word, things will change get tough that process called sanctification that is what's happening in our lives when we receive Christ is that process called sanctification we are being sanctified it's a process it's a big part of our walk and we need to pay more attention to it See, the greatest gift that God has ever given us is the gift of salvation. Salvation in Christ Jesus. Not salvation in this world. Not salvation at Avondale Baptist Church. It's in Christ Jesus and that is all. It's in Christ Jesus. When we accept his gift, God's gift, then we have eternal life. But as I said before, when we take that step where we say, I, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that doesn't mean that we could just sit back and eat Cheetos all day and just watch life go by. No. He doesn't expect us to sit back. He doesn't expect us to just cruise through life. God expects the salvation to be worked out. Good works. That salvation that we receive, God expects for that salvation to be worked out in us for the rest of our days. For the rest of our lives. Until he calls us home. The longer we live as followers of Jesus, the more our lives should look like his because of God's work in us and through us. And so does when people see you, church, do they see Jesus in you? Do they? It can be challenging. 
It can be painful. It doesn't take long before we're faced with areas that needs improvement. We still struggle, Christians still struggle with things. And that's why God desires us, you, me, to handle them constructively. How? How can we handle those things? At the beginning of that video, Tommy's uh, character, he, he prays and asks God to do whatever it takes to make him into that image of Christ. So first of all, let me ask you this. Will that be your prayer? Will that be your prayer this morning? God, make me more like Jesus. Make me more like Jesus. That type of prayer, that type of honest prayer is a dangerous prayer. It's a dangerous prayer that a Christian can say. Why? Because that prayer sounds a lot like Jesus' prayer in the garden. When Jesus understands what he's fixing to endure on the cross, and he's sweating blood, and he says, Father, let not my will be done, but your will be done. That is a powerful prayer. May your will be done. Opening up our lives to you, Lord. Opening up our lives to God in such a way that we tremble. That we're ready. And I don't want to say fear because fear doesn't come from the Lord. Maybe a prayer that says, Lord, I want to be more like you and it brings excitement. It empowers us. Paul says this in, the, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. Continue to work out your salvation. Well, wait a minute. I thought it was once saved, always saved. Yes, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and it's a true encounter, then you're continually working in your salvation, being transformed, and continuing allowing God to change you. To be more like his son. We are created for works. We are his masterpiece. We are his workmanship.
So let me ask you this. What have you been doing for God lately? What have you been doing for God lately? See, Paul tells us that we continue to work out our salvation. He says we work it out with fear and trembling for it is God who is at work in you. It is God. It is Christ in us. See, we have to continue to do his work. If you want to draw closer to Christ, if you want to draw closer to God, if you want to start experiencing heaven here on earth, start serving. Start serving. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it could be crazy. Yes, it could be whatever. But we can make all kinds of excuses for not to serve. But when you start dropping everything to serve the kingdom of God and whatever that may look like or whatever that may be, whatever ministry that is, you'll start seeing. You'll start experiencing heaven you start seeing that change scholars have suggested that there's tools of sanctification number one it's his word it's God's word we have to be in his word some of us says I just wish God will will speak to me he does (laughs) He does speak to us. What is it that you're dealing with in life? What does God say on the matter? Let me look. He speaks relationships. You want to know about relationships? It's in the Bible. You want to know about finances? It's in the Bible. You want to know about marriage? It's in the Bible. You want to know about Christian living? It's in the Bible. Have we started there? It's really that simple. Second thing is prayer. Prayer. I love what Dr. Tony Evans, he says, prayer is earthly permission for a heavenly intervention. Or a heavenly, I always forget that. We'll just say intervention. We want heaven to come down and intervene in whatever it is that we are dealing with here on earth. Heavenly communion, that's a good one. So how's your prayer life? How is your prayer life? The third thing that scholars suggest that can be tools of sanctification is the fellowship. How's your fellowship? And I'm not talking about just fellowship here on Sunday mornings for one hour. I'm talking about a fellowship that we're fixing to have outside of church. I'm talking about a fellowship as we have at VBS. I'm talking about a fellowship in the softball, uh, being in the softball league. I'm talking about a fellowship that maybe having a cup of coffee with someone outside of these walls. How's your fellowship? 
three things that they say that could help us, that can be used as tools in our sanctification. The Word of God. God is the, is, sets the standards of all truth. Prayer is earthly permission for a heavenly intervention. How is your prayer? And then the fellowship. But not only in the fellowship of good times, but what about fellowship and suffering? Going through those hard times of life. See, that chisel that they did up there, the chisel of God, it it is painful. It is painful. But it's certainly productive for a transformed life. And the result is a life that is lived for the purpose and the pleasure of God. I like how he he likes to take control. Well, God, can you can you chisel away this right here or maybe that or a little bit of this? He says, you want me to chisel or you want control? Chisel, control, chisel, control. I heard this analogy of about freedom because where the spirit of the Lord is, guess what? There's freedom. And I feel like there's people here this morning that needs freedom. It may be freedom from anxiety. It may be freedom of fear. It may be freedom of finances. It may be freedom of a relationship. It may be freedom of whatever it is. I just feel like there's few here that needs freedom. We used to have this hamster. And it was in a glass cage. I don't even know if it was a hammer, maybe a gerbil. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. But you know what I'm talking about. And most most of the time when you see a hamster, it has a hamster wheel. And that hamster gets on that hamster wheel. And I could just imagine that hamster looking through the glass cage. And he sees what's all out there that's available to him. And that hamster just gets on that hamster wheel and just starts running. He starts running to wherever he wants to go. He wants to experience what's in the other room. He wants to experience down that hall. He wants to see the rest of the house or whatever it is. And he's just running and running. And then he realizes he's just not getting anywhere. He's just spinning his wheels. So he runs faster and faster and faster. Hour goes by, maybe even two hours. And he realizes not getting anywhere and there's some of us here this morning we're on that hamster wheel and you're just spinning you're not getting anywhere you're not getting anywhere in your in your spiritual walk you're just kind of there but it's like what he said you're not just there you're either moving towards God or you're moving away from God that's all there is no just being still there's some of us here that are just spinning our wheels. There you know there's freedom. 
you know what God has for you. You know what you need to do. You know that decision that you need to make. You know that job that you need to, to let go or, 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 or take or that relationship. Whatever it is, you know, but you just keep spinning your wheels. You keep spinning your wheels, and you don't know why things hasn't changed. See, what happens is that hamster is going to keep spinning its wheels. What the hamster needs to do is allow the owner of the hamster to reach inside that cage and grab that hamster and let it out to experience true freedom. And there's, there's a creator who created us in Christ Jesus. We are his masterpiece for good works, which he, appear, he prepared ahead of time. All we have to do is just allow him to reach into our lives and be our Lord. That's all. That's all. It's really that simple. You don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think about you. It doesn't matter what you think about me. What matters is that my God knows my heart. My God, your God knows your heart. He knows what's going on. We just got to let him take control. We need to allow him to reach in, pick us up, and allow us to have that freedom. As Gary comes up, and we're going to prepare to close Greg, I'm going to ask if you uh, will stand back there in the back. See, as we're closing, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? There's a lot of pressure that is laid on the pastor's shoulder. Well, it's the pastor's job for this. It's the pastor's job for that. The pastor's job is to preach, to teach, and to pray. I cannot make you choose Jesus. I cannot make you live a life that is pleasing to God. You have that choice. You have that choice. When I realized that, it made my job easier. Praise God. But what does it do for you? So let me ask you this, as Gary plays, and I want, I'll just ask that everybody just close your eyes, and just, if you can, just be still. Just spend time with the Lord right now, just you and Him. Ask Him, what does... He want from you. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, 
always remember, Jesus loves you.